What's up, Fathom fam? Welcome to our weekly Sunday Sermon Podcast. As Pastor Kyle and Taryn are taking a time of sabbatical away from the campus and preaching to spend some intentional time with family and the Lord and get refreshed, they've been really intentional about setting us as a church body up for a time to continue growing even in their physical absence. We look forward to their return on August 8th, but get excited to be hearing until then from some of our other favorite pastors and leaders in our summer series called One. This is going to be a really special summer series where we'll keep on growing our faith and experiencing freedom in Christ as we receive from many voices the one cohesive message that God has given the church. Don't forget that you can follow us to stay up to date on everything going on at Fathom on Instagram or YouTube, our Facebook page, and our Fathom Family Facebook group, and of course, on the Church Center app. We hope to see you there, but for now, we're going to jump right into the message. It's a blessing to have a wife that helps you um, and allows you to do what you do. I, I seldom have to get to come preach and she's not right by my side. So I'm so grateful for my wife, uh, Jessica, being here with me as well. But let's get into this because, you know, I used to be before I was a pastor, I used to be an assistant principal. Before I was an assistant principal, I used to be a teacher. Um, And when I was a teacher, I had a key to my classroom. I had a key to get into my classroom. If I needed to get anywhere else, then I had to go to somebody else and get the key. Uh, but when I was promoted, um, so, so what ended up happening is I ended up collecting all of these keys. And I had this keychain, and it has 26 keys on it to different places in the building. But when I got promoted, became an assistant principal, a very feeling thing happened to me that I really enjoyed. I received one key that opens everything, and it's a master key. And so, you know, I walked around, man, and I felt big, <laughs> like anything I need to get into into this building I can get into. And I began to think about um, our life as believers, our life as uh, Christ followers. And I believe um, as we continue talking about one, I want to talk to you about the key to everything this morning, because I believe that there's a key that God gives us. And I'm kind of going to back into it this morning, but we'll, we'll see it at the end. But God gives us one key, but the blessing of that key is that it opens every door. How many of you know that God has things for us that he wants us to have in this life? Um, He has things for, and these things aren't necessarily material things, but when we decided that we were going to become followers of Jesus, when we decided uh, that we were going to do life with him and we have to realize that he has put something in front of us. He's put a destiny in front of us. He's put a purpose in front of us. He has a plan for our lives. But there's, if he has something for us, there's a way that he desires for us to access it. And I believe um, that as we see that, um, it'll all make sense to you. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, and it says this, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every, somebody say every, every spiritual blessing, in heavenly places because we are united in Christ. When we uh, connect to Christ, when we have a relationship with him, what he says to us is that everything that heaven has for you is now available to you. Somebody say it's available to me. I believe in participation, y'all. So we have to believe and we have to wake up every day believing not only that God wants something for me, but that what he has uh, a sign for my life is actually made available to me. And so that word every is interesting to me because it means everything. 
the Greek word, the Greek meaning for the word every is every. <laughs> nothing left out, nothing missing, everything. And so the thing is, is when I leave here and I leave this earth, I want to make sure that I've grasped every single moment, every single relationship, every single blessing that God has for me. I want it all. I want it all. And that last part is interesting because we are united in Christ. So here's the principle. When we receive Christ, we receive everything. I want us to pause and think about that for a minute because in a world that has made everything more complicated in this season, for me, God has been dealing with me about um, embracing simplicity. Uh, we need to embrace the basics again. And the basics start with the fact that it all begins with Jesus. And with Jesus, we receive everything that comes with him. Is this making sense to everybody so far? All right. And so let's keep on going. Second uh, Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. And we're following this same line of thought here. And he says, as his divine power has given to us all things. Somebody say all things. All things that pertain to life and godliness. When God does something, when God brings something into our life, he doesn't have to do it. God doesn't do anything for us partially. He doesn't provide for us partially. He doesn't save us partially. He didn't go to the cross and die partially. He gave all of himself. And so in response to that, if he died for us, the least we could do is live for him and embrace everything that he has for us. And so as we keep on going, all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us by glory and virtue. I don't know of anything more than a season of struggling and testing and trials that would cause many of us to maybe believe that we have not been called by God. Can we be honest this morning? Sometimes we face things and sometimes we, we face pressures in life and sometimes we deal with different types of depressive thoughts or whatever things come in our life. And what happens is we can go through so much that we forget that God still called us. We still forget. For some reason, we believe that what the enemy does and the things that happen and come against us in our life somehow change the purpose and the plan that God has for us. But I want you to know this morning, as our faith is being built, that God is bigger than anything that we can face. And sometimes we need to just be reminded, I know what I'm looking at, but I also know the God that I serve. And you know what that'll cause us to do? Sometimes we do, and I've heard, th I've heard this said before, and I say it many times. Sometimes we go to, to uh, God with our problems, but when our faith is built, what we start to do is tell our problems about God. I need you to just be reminded, you know, uh, this sickness and this lack and this struggle and this strife. I just need you to be reminded in this season that I'm called by God and that God is bigger than you. So here's the principle. With all of that, we have all that we need to live victoriously. You ever wake up in the morning always kind of looking for the next thing? or waiting for something else, or I should be doing more, or I want more, and, and all of this. And the thing is, is God says, with a relationship with me, with a relationship through Jesus, you have everything that you need to live victoriously. Let me say it this way. We don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. 
There's a difference. See, see, it's it's I used to some of it I don't know how I always end up backing into this, but I used to do professional wrestling. <laughs> Here we go. But one of the greatest things about having done that is you go into it and the fight is fixed. I go into the fight knowing that I'm going to win. Our Christian walk. Don't you know our victory has already been accomplished? It's already been. So when you face the things that you face, kids, see, I, I've been doing this long enough to know that we know how to talk church. How are you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm walking in the blessing of God. But, but, but inside, I'm battling. And inside, I have struggles that I, 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 I'm not comfortable telling people about. And so for you, my word to you this morning is you already have the victory. You already have everything you need to come over what you think you're drowning in. We have everything we need to live victoriously. Psalm 103. Psalm 103. And we're moving. It's going to be quick this morning. Psalm 103, verses 1 through 3. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Here we go. And forget not all of his benefits. It's beneficial to serve God. It's beneficial to have a relationship with God. See, when, whenever you have a question about, man, is, is it because because this is what we don't say. We don't say this to our, our fellow believers. We don't say this to our brothers and sisters. We don't say, I'm not sure if this is worth it. But sometimes in our mind, we think it. And I want to remind you that your relationship with the Lord is worth it and it's beneficial. Forget not all of his benefits. Why? Because he forgives all of your iniquities. Remember I told you you didn't do anything partially? So, so what you did last night, he forgave all of it. Not some of it. What you've been through in your past, if, you, if it's under the blood, it's all forgiven. But see what the enemy does is he visits us sometimes with our past. Can we be real? Even though we lift our hands, even in the midst of that, he's talking. I remember when. And so what we have to do is, again, go to the foolproof word of God, which tells us that all of my sins and all of my past and all of my mistakes and everything that I messed up, it's all been forgiven. And who heals all of your diseases. He's so faithful. See, see, when I'm going through something, I don't need to be around people who keep me where I am. Does this make sense? I, if, if, if you're struggling and, and you're battling, I don't know if God is going to do this. I don't know if he's going to work through it. I need somebody who can remind me how big God is when I'm not seeing it. So our relationship with God, here's the principle, our relationship with God provides a foolproof benefits package. It's foolproof. It's foolproof. It's not partial. Anything that we need from the Lord to live victoriously in this life, he's already given us. But how many of you know that if we have something, we have to know how to access it? Remember, I told you I was going to back into this. And so there's a way, a simple way that the Lord has given us to access all of this. It's one way that he gives us to access this. And when I ask people about this, it's interesting. I say, to, I said, how's your prayer life? And typically, the answer that, that now, now how many of you know, 
we don't all pray the same way and do it the same way and have the same patterns and everything like that. That's not what I'm talking about. But typically there's a pause in that conversation because we tend to present a more prayerful life than we actually live. And I mean that in a positive way. What do I mean by that? How many times are we tempted when we're faced with something to first complain about it and not talk to God about it? All of us. Can you believe such and such and so and so? And they did this and they did this. And meanwhile, God said, so you're going to talk to me about this? <laughs> Principle is this. Believing prayer is how we access the promises of God and the provision of God. Believing prayer. That means it, it. How silly would it be for us to go to someone and ask them for something we know they can't do? How silly of us would be to go to someone and ask them for something we know they won't do. <laughs> but when we go into the word of God, we have promise upon promise upon promise. So it makes sense for us to go to the God who always, not sometimes, who always keeps his word. And know in believing prayer and faith that he's going to respond what for my good and his greatest glory. Is this, is this good? Is it making sense to everybody? All right, so believing prayer is how we access the promises of God and the provision of God. Here's what Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Remember, we're building our faith this morning. My only objective this morning. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, not if you pray, when you pray. Whatever things you ask when you pray, Believe that you receive them and you will have them. So when is the believing taking place? The believing is taking place when I'm praying. When I go to God and say, here is where I am right now. I was talking to our church about being real with God in prayer. Because we can even go to him in our private room and pray to him and still have a mask on. Y'all ever been there? Father, in the name of Jesus. Most holy and righteous God, maker of heaven and earth. Nothing's wrong with saying that. But sometimes we need to go to God and say, I need help. I'm battling. I'm anxious. I'm worried. I'm scared. God, I need you to help me. There's something about a response. I, I believe that. I just believe that he shows up in those situations. And so God, Jesus gives us three things very quickly in this passage that we need to do. One, we need to pray. We need to pray. What is prayer? It's me talking to God. It's God talking to me. And it's me declaring what God has promised in the Word. It's those three things. So I need to pray. Second thing I need to do is I need to believe. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean that I just go and say a bunch of stuff and I don't know whether God said it in his Word or not? No. What it means is I trust. I place my complete reliance on him to work on my behalf. For his glory in this situation. Do you know what that, that, that sometimes means though? That sometimes means that we don't get out of the test maybe as fast as we would desire to. Anybody been through a long test? I'm not talking about a short one. You know, one of those that, man, I'm just having a rough week on my job. That, that, that's a test too. But what about the battles that go on weeks and months 
and years and, and you're still holding on to God and you're still trusting him to move on your behalf. I believe that there's something being built in that, that not only he's going to work for you, but that he's going to work for people around you, that they're going to see what God does in your life and he's going to get the glory out of it. You're like, why am I going through this test right now? Why am I going through this struggle right now? Because God knows that there's somebody that you're going to be connected to that needs to meet him through your trial. Let me say it this way. That means sometimes it's not about me. Those ones you can't explain, those things, man, why, why is it? Has anybody in this season feel like it was one thing after the other? Like, man, boom, boom. You, you almost step out of one thing, and then it's another thing. God, I'm doing my best. I'm serving hard. I'm doing everything. that you, I read. I pray. I'm on a team. I serve. I'm doing my best. I have a good attitude, and I'm still going through all this stuff. But I would challenge you, if you listen to the whisper of the Holy Spirit, he might be saying to you, I'm working in all of it. I'm going to get the glory out of all of it. I can't explain it to you all right now because you won't understand, but I'm going to get the glory out of it. What I need you to do is to pray, to believe, and I need you to receive. Receive. How do I do that? That means that I have to take my eyes off of everything else. And I've got to put them where they belong, on Jesus. When they're on Jesus, if Jesus is not nervous, we don't need to be nervous. So what is prayer? Prayer is earthly license for heavenly interference. That means that when we pray, God will come in right into the situations that we're dealing with, and he will show up. And he will get the glory out of it. But you know what I learned in, in, in prayer and in this thing? What I'm learning is my hands and his hands can't be on it at the same time. And that's the battle that we have. We give it to God. And then we like kind of sort of want to tell him how to work it out too. Anybody ever been? God, I come to you humbly, God. And I desire you to work in this situation. And if you could work it out like this by Tuesday at 3 o'clock, I would be great. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> well, you said pray specifically. <laughs> but the trust aspect is, here it is. You got to start saying it like Daniel did in the three Hebrew, even if he doesn't do it. Even if he doesn't do it the way I thought he should, that he's still God and that he's still going to move. You, do you, I, there's, there, I was listening to, to your worship team. And I love worship. I just love it too. I mean, y'all could have kept going, to be honest with you. But um, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm listening to worship that has cost worshipers something. It's one thing to, to worship and praise God when, when and I'm talking to them, I'm just saying this based on what I, I'm feeling. And, and I said, it's different when you lift your hands and you sing and you worship God in the midst of everything else that you're dealing with. There's a victory in that. And somehow it just gets stronger. When I, I'm dealing with my own stuff in life, but I'm going to lift God up anyway. I'm going to trust God anyway. I'm going to praise him anyway. I'm going to sing anyway. And, and, and there's something about the walls that the enemy has tried to keep you from your promise that come down when you just worship God and praise God. And I'm sorry, y'all, that wasn't in my notes, but I'm just, I'm, I'm, I want to encourage you to 
The enemy, when he wants you to give up and quit, even in the midst of things that you're praying about, what we need to do is do the opposite of what he's trying to get us to do. When he's trying to get us to complain, we need to praise. We need to worship. We need to sing. When he's trying to get us to quit, we need to serve all the more. When he's trying to get us to be angry, we need to show love even more. When folk get crazy, we need to forgive even more. Amen? All right, let me, let me move. Somebody said, move it along. Here we go. Uh, prayer is what places a demand on the truth and the promises of God's word. So when we say, when we're praying, it, it, it actually says, okay, God, I believe what you said in your word. And I want to see it manifested in my life. And so here's what J the book of James tells us. It tells us, are any of you suffering hardships? And then look at the next thing. You should pray. It I love this. It's like an open book test. I used to love those in school. They'd tell us on the day, y'all got a test, but here's the thing. If you brought your textbook, it's an open book test. Every test you go through in this life is an open book test. All we got to do is open the book. And here's me. Are any of you suffering hardships? In that test, you should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church. Don't get mad when they don't call you. You call them. <laughs> Maybe I should just pause right there. I don't even want to look up somebody like that. That was me. I was just gossiping about somebody who didn't call. No, I'm all right. All right. It's all right to laugh in church, isn't it? So here we go. You should call for the elders of the church to come pray over you and anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such prayer, prayer offered in faith will heal the sick. And the Lord will make you well. So he gives us this, this prescription that's amazing. So, but it requires us to be humble. Like, we got to be humble sometimes. You know what? I need some help in prayer. Let me call somebody to pray, pray with me about this. And God is funny. He tends to work through those situations. So the answer and solution to all forms of hardship is prayer. Is prayer. Prayer is what brings our healing. But God, and here's the thing, God is the one that makes us well. And we can't miss that. So it's not like, Man, what if I don't say the words right? Or what if I don't say or put in Jesus' name like I'm supposed to at the end? Of, listen, it is God who makes you well, not you getting all the words right. What else does he tell us? If you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you might be healed. Do you know that's why the family of God is so important? That's why the body of Christ is so important. In a time where people have tried to make church unimportant, it's the most important thing you can do right now. Because you need other people to lift you up. You need other people that you can say, I, this is, I have some shortcomings. Can we pray together about this? And what does God do? In the midst of that humility, he steps in and he says, I'm going to bring wholeness and healing within the community and the family of God. All right, I'm ready to wrap this up now. You can actually trust me when I'm saying I'm ready to wrap this up. You know, there's some, some preachers, you know, they say I'm almost finished. <laughs> I'm getting ready to close. And two hours later. Anyway, the earnest prayer of the righteous person 
has great power and produces wonderful results. So here's just three things quickly. Prayer is an act of faith. It's an act of faith. The very choice to pray is an act of faith. Number two, prayer is an act of faithfulness. So I have to be cons- I need to be consistent in it. I need to keep doing it. So when the scripture tells us to ask, it actually means ask and keep on asking. And so I can't give up when it looks like I, here's the here's what I tell people. There's always a period of time when you go through things in life and you're praying and it has to look like it's not going to happen. Like it literally has to look impossible. And in the midst of the impossibility, God shows up and says, I'm a possibility, God. It's an act of faithfulness. And then lastly, it's an act of fruitfulness. It's an act of faith, it's an act of faithfulness, and it's an act of fruitfulness. In other words, it produces results in our life. And so the example that we have in the word as we close is this. It's it's that of Elijah. And this is where I really want us to be encouraged. Because, well, many times we're like, man, I, I got so many things wrong in my life. I don't do everything right in my life. I mess up sometimes. And is God going to hear my prayer? James 5.13 tells us something very interesting. Elijah was a human as we are. And yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. He says, this is because we read the Bible. I'm like, man, look at those guys. Those guys were. But the Bible tells us Elijah was a human just like you and me. Just like you and me. You know how we say, man, I, he puts his pants on one leg at a time, just like me. <laughs> but he was. He was human like we are, yet he, when he prayed, what he prayed for happened. Then the Bible tells us, then he prayed again, and the sky sent down rain, and the earth began to yield its crops. So here's what I want you to do. Here's how I want you to, to be encouraged, and I believe that we're going to worship after this. Luke 18, 1 tells us this, that Jesus spoke to his people that men should always pray and never give up. As you stand, just stand with me for a minute. Just want to pray a quick prayer over those who have been tempted to quit, tempted to give up that you would prevail in prayer and trust God to move in your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time that we could come together and just spend a few minutes around your word. I pray that our faith has been built, that we've been encouraged to trust you all the more, whatever we're facing, whatever we're dealing with, whatever we're struggling with. I pray that we encourage not to give up praying and believing you to move on behalf of your people. Whether that healing be emotional, physical, or spiritual, I pray that you meet your people at their point of need and that they can see how good you are in the midst of it all. Remind them that you are King of Kings, Lord of Lords, and that you are Father. And that everything that heaven has made available, we have access to through prayer. And if anyone doesn't know you, hasn't made a decision to follow you, 
Let them see the essence of the sacrifice that you made at Calvary's cross. Sit on the throne of their hearts and be Lord. And in this moment of worship, let them meet you again and be reminded of how good you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening in today. If you've made a decision to follow Jesus, we want to celebrate with you. To connect with us about what your next step with Jesus might be, or even if you need help figuring that out, you can text the keyword FATHOM to 97000 anytime and follow the prompts. You can also go ahead and type in the search bar of your podcast app, Fathom Beyond Sunday, and there you'll find our new podcast. You'll be able to listen in on some really great conversations, just taking the truth of God's word from our Sunday sermon a step further, talking about how we can apply these truths to our everyday lives between Monday and Saturday, not just on Sunday. We love you, we're praying for you, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.